Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. Comicsology is dead. Long live Comicsology. <laughs> the king is dead. Long live Comicsology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I know we were going to record last week, and then obviously it didn't happen. Um, I don't remember anything about the book we're reviewing right now, so I'm flipping through. It, it. doesn't matter. It's boring. <laughs> it's all boring. <laughs> it is so <laughs> stupid. Like I can't. So is it my goal to find a Kurt Busiek book you actually like? So here's the problem. He's boring. He's just boring. He, he's a boring character. That's why I, when you guys were sending all those gifts of Aquaman, the two yeah. that I sent were Mermaid Man, like Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy and fucking Raj from Big Bang dressed up as Aquaman <laughs> saying, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Aquaman sucks. And it is extremely extremely accurate i will tell you i did not finish the second book i could not i couldn't do it i just it took everything in me to get through the first half of it and i just i was like i can't i just i can't i can't i can't do it i can't it it is it's not even falling asleep in the movie kind of thing (laughs) it's just yeah there's just nothing exciting about him. Like, go ride your fish and talk to them and whatever. But, like, I just don't care. Um, hey, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We have two weeks left. We'll see if Lena survives. Uh, we are doing our grand Spoiler alert, and- she doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Lena Be ready for more rants, because I'm probably going to lose my shit between this week and next week. So, yeah, enjoy. I almost, I almost made my drinking game, um, you know, all about, like, you know, how many times did Lena throw the book down saying, fuck this? Um, but, uh, yeah. So this week, uh, yeah, so in, in case you're just you know playing playing along at home and just rejoined us for this inning uh so we are reading aquaman by five different writers the original idea was we were taking a character we didn't know a lot about and seeing five different writers interpretations on it um there are some interesting universal factors we have found in all of this but uh this week we are doing um kurt busick's aquaman sword of atlantis book one um a very obvious retelling of Arthurian legend because if you have Arthur Curry, why not make him Arthur of Camelot as well? Um, and then just throw the whole thing out and go somewhere else while there are mermaid strippers. Anyway, so we have with us, am I wrong or they're not mermaid strippers in this book? There are mermaid strippers in this book. Um, we have, I mean, at least this one doesn't talk about wet dream, but the next one does. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but we have Adam, we have Hello. Lena, uh, Todd is off doing childcare, and I am Brian. Hey, how's it going? So Todd will be back in a minute. Uh, Adam, while we're waiting for him, what is our cocktail for this week? Uh, our cocktail this week drink is called The Hero's Journey. You're going to take an ice-filled shaker. You're going to add two ounces of rum, one ounce of triple sec, one ounce of brandy, one ounce of sweet and sour, one ounce of grenadine, and two ounces of pineapple juice. You are going to shake the shit out of it, strain it into an ice-filled glass, and garnish with a pineapple ring and a Luxardo cherry. A Luxardo cherry. Yes, because now that I found those, and actually, like, because I don't like maraschino cherries. Like, I've never been a fan of them. They just were like, it'd be like, I get a, a Sunday when I was a kid, and I would the part I would always give to my mom. But yeah. Luxardo cherries, they're they're just completely different. I, I wouldn't eat a lot of them, but if I'm going to have something in a drink, I want, you know, I'll 
go fancy for that. So uh, okay, Luxardo means luxury. Yes, that's I don't know if that's true or not. It just sounds good. It, it's their new ad campaign. Um, I, okay, I, I think it does. I'm usually <laughs> it probably does. Now I gotta find cherries. out for sure. Now I'm like Luxardo. Now we'll have to go look it up. Oh yeah, I forget. It, it is actually a cherry liqueur. Oh, that's right. Uh, so anyway, um, Lena it does mean luxury. Yep, it doesn't really. It does mean luxury. I just looked Fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Duolingo. Um, I, I don't think that's accurate either. But, uh, Lena, what is your drinking game rule for this week? Okay, is he Aquaman? Um, every <laughs> Damn time it, that was mine. <laughs> he has to sit here and and say that he's not Aquaman, but he looks like Aquaman, and I think he becomes Aquaman. I don't know. It is fucking confusing because his name is the same name, but not really. So um, every time that happens, take a drink. And to this, I will say small fucking sips, because that seems to be the only thing they talk about in this whole fucking book. That's okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Mr. Adam, what is your drinking game rule? So mine is called, you remind me of someone. Uh, every time you're reading King Shark and you're reading him in the voice of Ray Funches from the Harley Quinn show. Ron Funches. Ron Funches, Ron okay. Funches. Yes. Who, I I loved him as a comedian before, and then Harley Quinn, him as King Shark, makes me super happy. Um, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Also, <laughs> I, I lied. It's it's not it's not luxury. It's actually the guy's name. I just looked it up again. So Well, their ad camp should be it should Lux- be yes it, luxardo means luxury um so todd has rejoined us so playing yes. at home uh lena's drinking game rule is basically every time you wonder is he actually fucking aquaman is he not what the fuck is going on here and then adam did you catch all his yes okay what is yours my drinking game rule for this guy is i'm not that guy <laughs> how is that different from lena's rule that's the same rule it is the same rule but you know what? I'm not that guy. It happens so often, and it's like we can alternate. The that. only thing that happens, yeah. I feel the like that only is the thing main... that happens. Yeah. All right. Okay. God, really think about it. That entire book, this entire book, how many times did he say people are like, "Oh, you're not. Oh no, I'm not Aquaman. What's your name? Well, my I, we shared the same name except for a middle name." Uh, but uh-huh. and then I think he becomes how Aquaman. days of our lives at the oh god. I, I mean, I oh, just I remember my original rule. Okay. Yeah, I'm listening. It was it was dun 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 dun. Every time you see Aquaman and he has those cold dead shark eyes. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. So I have what's your creepy as fuck. Yeah, I sort of have two rules. I'm listening. Um, one is Prince Valiant, which is every time you read it and you're reminded of the Prince Valiant comic that used to show up in the Sunday papers uh-huh. that I would always skip over. And so I wanted to set this book <laughs> down because I have this like Pavlovian response to uh, wordy narration in a brown box. And, uh, you know, and like, I just, I don't know. I have this response to it. And then number two was, uh, oh, what was it? Oh, uh, sorry, no, well, sorry, what was it? Oh, it was going to be Sword in the Stone. Uh, every time there is a very obvious reference to sword, uh, Camelot, like even a character whose last name is Merlin, and you're like, oh, gee, I wonder who they're supposed to be in the story of Arthur and a book called The Sword of Atlantis, which is by no means based on Sword in the Stone and Arthurian legend and all sorts of other shit. So, uh, yeah. main guy's name is Arthur. It is 
it is about as heavy handed as a yeah. preteen black box production. Like it is just, <laughs> it's really, really heavy handed. Um, that, that reminds me of the first thing I, the first performance I ever saw in a black box theater was um, my ex's sister was in a production of Romeo and Juliet and they were all 15 or 16 years old and even edited. It was too long. So yeah. Yeah. It's um, yeah. <laughs> Well, Todd, what are your thoughts? I don't think the writer likes Aquaman. Yeah. So this is book fourth in our five-week odyssey of Aquaman. You're welcome, Lena. <laughs> and the um, what was interesting is just I'm going to talk about the book itself, but this is now the second book where the main character is not the main character anymore. Mm-hmm. We have read. So it's like the first two we read that uh, Jeff Johns and Dan Abnett is, hey, we're in on the joke, right? Yeah. And then the last one and this one, the Kelly Sue DeConnick and now the Kurt Busick books is, oh, let's, let's, I, I'm doing Aquaman, but let's do a different Aquaman. And this is, let's do a different Aquaman, but it has all the trappings of Aquaman going on it. So it's a recasting, it seems, of all of the characters again. Mm-hmm. And it's going through everything, and he's just trying to be a uh, brooding, serious, heavy-handed. And it feels like I'm watching Days of Our Lives. <laughs> okay. This feels like Days of Our Lives, going through this, is actually my review of Sword of Atlantis. So it, uh, so actually, okay, I can summarize part of your point right there pretty interestingly, though. Yeah. We so far have had four writers, Yep. two who said, everyone fucking hates Aquaman. Aquaman, so let's make fun of it and be in on the joke. Mm-hmm. And two who said, everyone fucking hates Aquaman. Let's write an Aquaman book about somebody else. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. So have we found a writer yet that actually really likes Aquaman? Potentially next week, but we'll get to that. So I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, the art's fine, all in all. Yeah, I mean, it's it does well enough. Uh, on the story of everything that's going on, it's just, I want to look for my dad. Oh, your dad's dead. Huh. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I'm not who you think I am. I want to go do my own thing. The shark guy comes kind of interesting, but he keeps running away. It's like, yeah, I don't do well over there. All right, fine. And they're like, don't hang out with the shark guy. He's a bad influence. I'm like, I'll make my own friends. So you're pretty much saying this is like your stereotypical 16-year-old kid who wants to go hang out with the bad kids and you can't tell me what to do. You don't know me. That's kind of how and it is. a little leaves. bit of Nemo, <laughs> where's my dad? Instead of, you know, where's well, my kid? And, and it's also a little bit of, uh, of Luke Skywalker, but uh, more no, whiny. No Tashi station yeah. for your power converters? Yeah. Well, that's kind of where my drink came from, is that it is a very, very stereotypical hero's journey story. Which yeah. Sure, is, which is it, fine. In and but... of itself, is not bad. No, you can do it the right way. I mean, you, you brought up Star Wars. Star Wars is a perfect yeah. example of the hero's journey. Uh, Lord of the Rings, I mean, there's just tons of stuff out. The Matrix is Episode a 4 is a perfect example of a hero's journey. Episode 4, yes. We're, yeah, yeah. We, we know. <laughs> um, well, I guess you could say, well, Ray's got her hero's journey too. Um, but yeah, you can do that and even though it's a it's a trope, you know, but like Todd, like you said, there is nothing new under the sun. All the stories have been told. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can still do it well. And yeah, going back to your point, as much as it seems like the general populace doesn't like Aquaman. It seems like no one does. Like it's it's almost like this is like your you have to go through and do an Aquaman book before you can go work on Superman. But that's your mm-hmm. penance you have to put in. Um and, and next week that, that's the hero's journey. That is the trial <laughs> of the pilot, is you have to write Aquaman and then you can finally move on to the final tier, which is writing an actual superhero. Exactly. So and, and again, we I one thing I thought about was, you know, or way earlier on was, you know, what if we had an Aquaman story and it didn't involve Aquaman? Would it make a difference? 
difference. And right here, we've got an Aquaman story that does not have Aquaman, supposedly. And it didn't make a difference. No. You could have put in anyone in there who could swim and breathe underwater, and then it would have had the exact same result. They literally proved it in this book that you could have the exact same result. Um, oh, I would also argue that it doesn't even necessarily have to be underwater. Because there's even verbiage in here that seems very similar to a Western. Because they talk about, like, a farm area that's been, you know, slightly devastated because it's, you know, remote and people don't travel through it very often. Like, you could make these guys cowboys. And, you know, like, you have, you know, uh, King Shark is sort of a, a rogue, you know, uh, Butch Cassidy who sort of comes in and come and leaves as he's trying to go through things. And you have this, you know, I mean, like, yeah, you could make it a Western. You could make it well, anything. It's like a Ronin kind of thing. Like yeah, absolutely. Here. So that being said, though, I didn't hate this by any means. Like, it wasn't there. There were some redeeming values to it. Like, again, the story, the, the hero's journey is kind of interesting. And I love King, mm-hmm. King Shark, even though I always read him as King Shark from, from Harley Quinn. <laughs> but the most damning thing I can say about it, and I, I've, I've talked about this before, is that I literally had to flip through the book last this while, uh, just now, even though I read it last week, because I couldn't remember a goddamn thing about it. It was that. Sorry, Kurt. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know that. Have we read other stuff by him before? Yes. Superman Secret Identity. Oh, okay. Which so, I actually liked. It's really good. He did well. Wait, wait, wait. And we did the Autumn Lands. True. Oh, yeah. And that one was okay. Yeah. So did he do Superman before or after this book? That's an interesting I have no question. idea. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll well, look it, it was It was Superman. What was it again? Secret Identity. Adam, you keep talking. I'll look Yeah. It so, but the art, I dug the art, the designs. You can see a lot of the design elements in the Aquaman movie was referenced here um, and more next week. Uh-huh. So, but a lot of the design elements were here. So, as that's going on. Oh, he wrote Superman before he wrote this. So, my, my theory uh, okay. is incorrect, unfortunately. Uh, not um, everyone hits a home run. No, and, and, and run it every time at bat, right? Yeah. No, exactly. And obviously, you know, I I can't write a comic. I mean, I might be able to do dialogue, but I definitely can't draw. I so mean, Alan Moore wrote Lost Girls, so later in his career. So it's yeah. So I don't know. I just it was utterly unremarkable. Unremarkable. That's the word I was looking for. I just yeah. All right, but he's got a sword. He's got a sword. He's got a sword. No trident, but a sword and a knife. So as Brian's looking that up. No, I was just looking up. I was looking up how close Secret Identity and this were, and they're about two years apart. But that also may be on release date. So it doesn't necessarily mean he wasn't writing them at a similar time frame. They definitely have similar ideas. One definitely better than the other. Yeah. I I don't know. It just, it feels like a homework assignment. It's like you did. Yeah. And and it might have been a situation where it was like, hey, Secret Identity was great. Let's have this guy do something with Aquaman and see if he can make the character interesting. Yeah. And then, then, yeah. It's impossible. <laughs> it it's is. not impossible. It's impossible. I have, you, I still, I'm I sorry. Still no, there is no, hey. no, 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 no. Here's <laughs> the whole thing. They put Jason Momoa, Jason uh-huh. Momoa, who has a massive following, and Brian himself fell asleep in the fucking theater for this goddamn movie. It is a boring character. You can't make him, you can make him look cool. Because Jason Momoa is beautiful and he looks great, but the actual character is boring as fuck. He's just boring. The most part of this book was that the fact that he kept saying he wasn't Aquaman. And then he becomes Aquaman at the end. Like, I can't. He's just boring. And I'm sorry to, I apologize to the, like, two fans out there that were actually, that actually love Aquaman. And they're fish. But, yeah. I, I, but, like, <laughs> fuck off. He's just not, there's <sighs> nothing about him that's interesting. There just isn't. I still like the idea we talked about a while back about 
about maybe he could be interested if you made him like a ter- echo terrorist where he was yeah. like the anti-hero. I, I think echo, I think making him an anti-hero eco terrorist would probably be the most like the best way to make off so everything. Yeah, or even Black Manta to a certain extent. Right. <laughs> well, but I'm even thinking about like Poison Ivy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like Ivy's all about you know, especially in Harley Quinn, her whole thing is like you know she's pissed off at how people treat the environment and everything. He could totally be maybe that's how you make him interesting yeah but as a just legit hero he's fucking boring he's just boring yeah i I think that's interesting because i think there is a missed opportunity there too because i think they've always kept him to captain planet you know Mm -hmm. like if they were to go the darker route i think he actually could be really interesting by the way captain planet is even more exciting than fucking aquaman That's I think it would be words there. And I think a cool way you could do that was you have like a Justice League book or another book that he's not the main star of because obviously he's not the main star and have it where these like different terrorist attacks are happening and then after like a couple books in it's revealed it's him and then you have his spinoff series where it's like kind of like the superior spider-man when dan slot took over and did uh-huh. doc Hawk was in control of spider-man i think that'd be kind of a fun way to do it and then you could actually make him and of course it'd have to come back that it wasn't him it was an evil clone because aquaman can't do bad things you know, I'm sure that's where it would come across. But now here's the thing though. Like, if Batman can beat up the criminally insane Troy? because he's fucking rich, right? Then why can't Aquaman like uh-huh. go cut some holes in some fishermen's nets? Like I agree. Yeah, like why the fuck not? Like well, I think it's a little bit I if I'm thinking of echo terrorism, I'm thinking of like a tidal wave taking out like a nuclear power plant or you know, something yeah. that would actually cause death and destruction. There's a bit well, of a difference. No, here's between... the thing. You could all you do is you have Aquaman destroy the these things in a very surgical fashion that does not hurt anyone innocent and you're fine he's but would the argument be that there are but no would innocence. the argument be that if you're engaged in that kind of stuff let's say you're a whaler if you're engaged yeah. in that does that make you innocent I, it, it, no i'm not saying that i'm saying you can't knock out a nuclear power plant because you flood and kill innocent people who like live in the community there and all sorts of shit i'm saying if aquaman comes up and there is like you know a whaling vessel that is you know out there killing creatures and whatever and he fucking takes out that ship you know a i think you're mostly in the right there is always going to be an argument that depending on where the sail were from it may have been their only option to help take care of their family and then you get into a weird sort of thing but that also could be a very interesting plot well it's also like the the contractors on the second death star exactly yeah (laughs) uh no i think that would be fun i mean that's that actually would make it so we should i should write it and then name the character something else and then when when dc tries to steal it i can claim copyright infringement there you go Because they listen to this a lot. They take our advice. I'm going to laugh my ass off next year this comes out. (laughs) As someone who is not a, like, DC fan, Mm -hmm. that is a story that I feel like I would probably get into. Because it's the the whole premise of, like, why women like watching true crime stuff. It's not because they're, like, morbid or, well, some of us are. But uh, (laughs) a lot of it, at least for me, has been the psychology behind it right the figuring it out the why the why behind what they're doing and so and i think that's the problem that you have with this is that every book that we've read so far that is aquaman has been this like everyone knows who he is he's the butt of his own joke he talks to fish but there's nothing not until next week (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) uh I'm sorry. He doesn't talk to fish, but he does talk to fish. But anyway, yeah. it either whether whether he does or doesn't. 
It's just the fact that like there's nothing that's like this overarching drive other than for him to be like, well, I'm the liaison between Atlantis and here. And everyone's like, well, that doesn't exist. And everyone at Atlantis is like, you're an ass. So it's just this like weird goody two-shoe shit. I don't know. I, I just so, like, so basically yeah. it's uh it's Justice League featuring Batman, Superman, and the uh ambassador to you know so and so. Yes, that's basically <laughs> what it is. Yeah. I mean, what do, what exactly does he bring to the table? I mean, it is funny how my favorites there's only one scene I like in that fuck in the movie, which is from um Batman versus Superman. There's only one scene I like, and it's Mark when Parker, isn't it? What? The Martha, Martha scene, isn't it? No, 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 no. No, it's before the Mar- <laughs> No, it's after the Martha scene. B- by the way, Jesus Christ, that's how they bond. Anyway, what uh, we're getting off topic. My favorite scene Oh, we've been off topic that- for years. I know, Jesus Christ, <laughs> especially when it comes to Aquaman cuz he's boring as fuck. Anyway, my what favorite about, scene in, in Superman fun. Batman versus Superman or Superman versus Batman, whichever way it's supposed to go, it doesn't matter. It's a shitty movie. But when Wonder woman and superman and batman are fighting whatever being or whatever right and he goes to attack them batman has to run and hide while the other two stand there mm-hmm. <laughs> and take the brunt of the attack because they are otherworldly and actual superheroes and batman's just some rich dude that decided to you know make a super cool like jet pack and shit so it yeah. always makes me laugh that that's your that's the justice league right you're talking about like the, i love batman batman's one of my favorites but he's just a billionaire he's a rich kid that had a lot of money mm-hmm. and everyone's like oh he's so cool and it's like is he so you're saying this guy? is this is elon musk's final form you know it's funny no I the joker like is elon musk's Musk. final form yeah. <laughs> No, I feel like, but that's why I like, I think that's why I liked the new Batman movie because mm-hmm. he was somebody, but he's recluse. He doesn't like, he's not this like dapper, amazing man. He's just like, you know, emo and brooding with the black around his eyes and everything. And it's like, that makes more sense to me. If you're going to go out and fight crime and spend all your money on this shit, like you're not going to then dress up and be like, <laughs> I'm a playboy. I never understood that. It drives... Anyway. I, I I have an argument about that, but that's not the point of this conversation. But at least there is something interesting behind each of them, right? There's something interesting that happens. When you talk about The Flash, when you talk... Which we won't talk about the movie version of the flash. Let's, let's go to Grant Gustin. Who's the better one. Um, agreed. Or John Les- Wesley ship who I love. Um, also agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, there's something interesting about them. It's not just the, the actor playing the character. There is something interesting about the character itself, which is why so many movies and so many different people play him, you know, play these, these characters Whereas I don't think it, I don't care who you'd have play Aquaman. I just don't think he's interesting. I feel the same way. And I know this will get a lot of people very butthurt at me, including my own sister. I feel the same way about the fantastic four. I think they're boring as fuck. There's nothing exciting about them. Now there may be pieces in books that have been exciting about them, but nothing overarching. That's like, Ooh, yeah. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I, I just don't care. 
And it's even worse when it comes to Aquaman. He's just boring. And I think if they made him like Poison Ivy, you might actually make him an interesting character that you have something to play around with. You know, I wonder if it could be because the character itself is just very bland. Like, if you think about it, Spider-Man's known for his, like, nervous quips when he's fighting. Uh, Like you mentioned, uh, the Flash is, like, sarcastic and has little funny things he drops in. Batman has the dark brooding, all that kind of fun stuff. This one just kind of feels like it's a blank palette or a blank uh, canvas and nothing's been painted on it. They're painting it with white paint. Yeah, because I think the other thing, too, if you look at it, like, um, I think both in Spider-Man and in uh, Superman, you also have a character who part of what makes them a hero is what was taught to them by their family. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Aquaman, you don't even have that. Like, it's like, okay, he his parents, depending on which version, may have been a mermaid and a normal dude fucking. It might have been something else. You don't know. You know what I mean? But, like, they're sort of out of the picture. He sort of doesn't know anything. Like, he maybe has fond memories. Like, he, it's, it's almost like he's just this character who is so stuck in limbo that there is nothing about him. Like, he's between two worlds, which could also be in a very interesting story of pitting those two together. But, like, that's more of a, you know, a Hamlet kind of story. But, like, instead they go Arthurian legend with this book, which, you know, I think also might have been a mistake. But- which you can do, though. Like, we did Once in Future. And that yeah. was, uh, that took Arthurian legend and turned it on its ear. And that was fantastic. I mean, yeah. you know, even though only for, for Granny, what's her name? Granny yeah. Big Guns. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's just, I, I think that's that's why the ideas that we've been coming up with, like he's an eco-terrorist or he's this or he's that, is because it actually paints something onto the picture of who Aquaman is. And yeah. mm-hmm. right now you just don't have anything. Yeah. What's it? He's not that guy. He's not that guy. <laughs> Aquaman, who he's not. Yeah. Uh, that's where we're going out. Okay, so <laughs> Mr. Todd, what is your grade? Yeah, the art was great. The story was bland. It's a C. I actually would argue there's some thir- certain inconsistencies in the art that annoyed me in this book, where all of a sudden it got painterly for no particularly good reason other than the fact that it was a shot of Mera, and it wasn't even a great painterly. Like, it wasn't glamorous. It was just sort of like, no. oh, hey, we're going to change style here slightly, just to be odd. Yeah, I, I would give it a C as well, but I disagree that the art is good. <laughs> and well, like just it. to be odd. <laughs> yeah. Well, then there's that one lovely cover where it's like, you see the back of, of Mera as the mermaid and get some untasteful side boob. So Yeah, no, but that's also not even Mera. Like they make it seem like it's Mera, but it's just, you know, stripper mermaid who steal who robs from him. Yeah. Which that plot line could completely also be in a western. You know what I mean? It's the myth of the, you know, the stripper really likes me. She 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 may be dancing for all these other guys, but she really likes me, which I have heard so many dumb guys actually think are true, which always amuses me. So well, you know I'm talking about you. Uh Lena, what is your grade? <laughs> C minus. I just there isn't anything special. It's not, I mean, if you want to read it, don't. But you know, it's not it's not terrible. Like it's not like the worst thing I've ever read in my life, but it's just boring. That happens to be trouble. You marvel. <laughs> oh God. yes. Don't read it. Don't give them your money. Don't spend your time. It is misogynistic. And I can't. okay, it's fine. I thought you were gonna have more to say about the side boob after watching that documentary I gave you the link to. I <laughs> oh my god, Adam, I watched that documentary and I like felt like angry the rest of the day. <laughs> Which documentary is this? Uh it's called Brainwash Sex Power Camera. It's about uh basically the sexism built into movie making and it's been oh, that yeah. way since like and just the way they film the way they like things uh and then even you know woman f- filmmakers like Catherine bigelow and stuff like they they still film the same way because it's just been so ingrained in their head that that's how you do a movie and they have a really interesting scene from a really crappy movie you should never watch i can never can't remember what it's called because it's a really racist movie 
where they do the exact same technique on a guy instead of a woman. And it was uncomfortable to watch because you're like, well, we don't film men that way. And but they made that point. It's like, did you feel uncomfortable? Because that's how we're filmed. And it's a, it's a female filmmaker who who uh, made the movie. But it's a fantastic documentary. I'm going to be putting it up for a lot of awards. But uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, you, you want all of you watch it. It's really interesting. Okay, uh, Adam, what is your grade? Uh, C as well. Like I, like I said, I. I already Oops. forgot about it, and then I know I'm going to forget about it after this episode. <laughs> All right, quick joke here. What is a pirate's favorite letter? R. R. Ah, oh, you would think it'd be R, but in reality, it's the C. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't like, tell you how many times I heard that joke at Disneyland because there are fucking pirates walking all over the place. <laughs> Love it. Especially on gay days. Well, I'm not making that joke. I'm not in a... I'm, not in a, I'm, not in a, I'm allowed to make that joke. <laughs> I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Okay. There we are. <laughs> I was really worried away from the grenade. I was really worried this episode was going to be like five minutes long and then we had turned into something fun. So, yeah. So listen to this. Don't read the book. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There's nothing about this. That's worth it. We read this comic. So you don't have to. Exactly. Um, That's basically the theme of this entire fucking month, by the way. I liked the one book. Actually, I liked I liked two books. I just didn't care there was Aquaman and one. The other one I did like. So okay. So next week, for the grace of Lena, we are finishing up our Aquaman run. We are doing Peter David's uh, Aquaman book one. Yes, which um, is a book. It is definitely yeah. A book. It has Aquaman that, in so. it. It has Aquaman. Uh, it doesn't matter. It has side boob. Uh, it says a lot of side boob. Yeah. Well, it's got a wet dream joke that was like, why? Why would we have that there? That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also do love the the mullet look as well. Oh, yeah. We'll get I mean, into it, that next. It week. was originally published in like ninety three through ninety five. So I mean, this is so, the day of image and yeah. extreme studios. Well, yeah, that that and that's one thing I was wondering about. I was like, and we'll talk more about it next week. But it's like. Right. Dude, we had the Dark Knight Returns already. This was like the era of Spawn. So it's not like we don't know mm-hmm. how to draw comics correctly in the 90s. But we'll, we'll discuss that later. So Oh, we didn't know how to draw comics correctly no, in the no. 90s. This next comic is the most Kevin Smith of comics I think I've ever seen. Like, it All is, right, let's save that. We'll save it, we'll week. save it, we'll save it. Okay, so that'll be it. We're going to start recording the next one immediately. So that's a little preview of the arguments we will get into. And we will discuss the final findings of our grand experiment. Uh, thank you all for joining us. And we will see you all. Bye. 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 Okay, we should stop doing grand experiments. No, I no. love these experiments. <laughs> I, I have ideas for other experiments that may not be so painful and may not end in every episode of Lena saying, ah. Okay, but we're going to have to vet these experiments going forward. We might have to, yeah. <laughs>